This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Talk shoes. Recorded live. All right. Okay, all right, okay. It is uh, Thursday, um, February 1st. 2018. Uh, we just had a clearing session, um, basically speaking, that uh, January 2018 was, uh, excuse my French, fucked up. Okay? Um, and so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't completely hard, but it was it was edgy and rough for us, boy. So, uh, anyhow, um, it's 9.15 p.m. We're going to be doing um, the last session of Happily Ever After. And then, um, so what we're going to do is uh, change our recording days, our call sessions from Thursday nights to something else. We'll make sure Tim is able to, like, get up on Friday morning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And um, I also want to say that I really want to see uh, uh, Simone, even though I know she got some challenges with her time and whatnot, um, Robbie and uh, my man Thomas. Thomas A. Williamson, want him to be in on the call. He loves doing the trainings with me. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to get him started in here. So a um, couple of things I wanted to talk about before we go into the, to the session. Um, did, did, uh, hey, Rebecca, did you ever see the video that uh, that Tim did um, when he was interviewing me on the call? Um. I, I I don't know. I don't probably, but I'm not sure that I'd remember it right off the top of my head. Okay. He had on his relationship fitness T-shirt, and he was talking. And then yeah, he yeah. Said, Let's go. Right. So what did you think about that? I thought it was pretty cool. I thought uh, it was hot, personally, yeah. Yeah. I wish it was, uh, I thought it wish it, personally, I wish it was graphic. You know, like more professionally done. Yeah. But but otherwise, it was hot. I loved it. You know. And um, of course, you would need to have somebody that knows how to do video and know how to do editing and whatnot like that. But as far as the conversation was concerned, nothing needed to be as dead. It was great. Right. Hmm. You know. Um. Yeah, it looked like uh, you know, um, he was just freestyling, like he was in a car or something, which is fine. Yeah. And I know that's how it goes, but I'm just thinking that that would be um, an awesome way to do stuff. So if, yeah. you, if you and I we did if you and I we did that on a, on a regular basis, at least once a week or something in the group, that would be awesome. Because I think it's time for us to start training the group, and I think we'll be able to do it much better after doing uh, the communication program. It's going to transform uh, a lot right. of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to see where people are coming from. And and be able to use the, the tactics and strategies. I'm not saying we should be communicating and training them in those things. Maybe once here and there, but um, I'm thinking that uh, yeah, we should um, I, I'd be happy to do that with you on a regular basis. I really like the way that went, man. You know? Man, I'm all in. 
All right. All right, cool. So uh, I had another thought. Um, I, I don't know who yes, Yeah, it was yesterday, last night. And um, the thought is, uh, rather than me with my weekly ideas, I got like 30 different um, titles that I could be using for um, uh, doing a weekly video. But I realized, you know, what probably be the best thing to do is to take and is to deliver via video the ABCs of love. Mm. So I don't know if you read it, but I know Rebecca read it. She edited it and, you know, did some stuff with it. And uh, I did a five-minute video or three-minute video talking about that. Um, I think that would be really awesome because what's missing in these conversations you know like this woman's talking about masturbation and how she feels and she feels bad and she wants some support and then people start telling her don't be a jerk or whatever and i'm like what i didn't didn't have a space to like get in there and say listen she was asking for help what's the problem that's what this group is for right you just addressed becca you gonna say something I think she was making her partner feel bad for masturbating. In, in I, I saw, but I saw the post. It was it was posted earlier today, right? No, yeah. no, a couple of days ago. It was earlier. Oh. In the, yeah. It, this this is a this is a lady who um. I saw was, it. I thought it was going good. Yeah, it was until this late. She asked a very pointed question. I answered her very pointed question in a very medical way, and she didn't like it. Whoa. She deleted the post immediately. Ah. Hmm. Got it. Well, we, we, but that's what the group is for. Asking crazy questions, getting open and, you know, open responses and, But how okay. we communicate to people is is, is just as important. You um, know what I mean? The problem is, is that she she got the support from some people. She yes. get the support. She asked, "Am I crazy for thinking this? For for right. feeling like she, here here was a lady that said, I feel like I'm cheated on when my partner masturbates instead of making love to me.'" Um, right. Well, it turns out her partner has erectile dysfunction because he's had testicular cancer. He can't form her. I don't remember reading that. Do what? I don't remember reading that in the book. Yeah, that was all in the comments. It was all in her comments. And she's like, oh, I was going to doctors with him and da 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 And Viagra doesn't work very well and... Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how, why are you shaming him? Wow. I ain't he, know all of that. He medically cannot perform for you. Wow. Uh, ooh. That's, that's one of those, I just kind of sit in the background. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. You guys got that. Ooh. Yeah, she's making her feel like a loser. Right. She was shaming her partner. I was like, how dare you? And how dare you come into this group asking for support 
for shaming your partner. I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to give you support for that. No. Uh-uh. Right. Got it. Nope. Okay. So I read every single one of those comments before I commented. Oh. Mm. That was a heavy post. Well, but then, you know, for me, since, you know, I couldn't breathe until this, until this afternoon. Right. <laughs> I couldn't see you. I couldn't even focus. I know. <laughs> I I was, that's why I, like, came straight to the, con- or to the love team, and I was like, did she seriously? Because I was in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, did she seriously just delete that, or did one of us? You know, because then mm-hmm. I went to the admin activity, and I was like, wait, nobody did that. So that was her deleting that. Yeah. As I commented, because it was right after I commented. She had left a comment, because she was commenting in that thread with me. So she yeah. commented, I commented, she commented back, and then deleted it. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope she got the lesson, but... Do what? I said, I hope she got the lesson that you were given. I hope so, too. I hope she read, why are you shaming him, at least that sentence before she deleted. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably what triggered her, but you know, I think she got the lesson, like Thomas said. Say again? I said, that's probably what, uh, excuse me, guys, that's probably what triggered her. And, <laughs> you know, that's, I think at that point she got the lesson, and that's probably yeah. why she uh, deleted it. So. Yeah. It was cool. Well, they didn't hear from another woman. They didn't hear from another woman than from a guy about the shaming part. Yeah. Because otherwise, oh, you're just a guy making an excuse for him. No. Well, I mean, the, the truth is, whether it be a guy telling you or a woman telling you, you, you have no control, you have no rights over your partner's body, period. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I'm yeah. aligned with that. <sighs> okay. All right, so, um, you know, I, I just want to say that I so love how we operate as a team, you know? Like, we can't always be there, but because we're not always there, nobody feels like, well, what's wrong with him not, or her not being there, you know? It's just yeah. really, really cool. You know, like, we're really, like, being leaders with each other and for each other and for the group. Yeah. As opposed to, tell me what to do. Because I, I got to tell you, I was feeling a little guilty. Yeah, I couldn't, like, you know, really participate. Exactly. A couple of times I, te- I texted, you know, Rebecca a few times. But um, I guess only because somebody went to the bathroom, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and there was a couple of times that I was like, well, right after I had, had said to the love team, um, thank you for, you know, having my ass. Then I went back, I had, like, the next day, I had, like, kind of woke it up, and I had, like, gone into the group, and I had seen, mm-hmm. like, things that had dropped, and I was like, ah, I just thanked them, you know? <laughs> like, seriously, assholes? You know? No, not me. I was that, I was kind of mad, you know? But yeah, on the yeah. other hand, everybody else has a life, and I get it, and I don't, <laughs> really. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I don't have a life. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to sit here and do that all day long, you know. So mm. I don't want to call anybody an asshole, but in that right. moment, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. 
I gotta tell you, I felt bad, but I couldn't do nothing about it. I get it. I get it. Everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. Yeah. You know, most everybody else works, you know, or, you know, has something else going on. Not me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I get it. So, anyhow, I just wanted to, you know, check in and say, uh, talk about that stuff. So, um. I have a uh, I have a lady friend who I did the communication program with her. I don't know if I told y'all, but um, last week she's like talking to me about bringing me to her company oh, to, that's cool. to do the program. Yeah, I, I would be doing it as a consulting tra- consulting slash trainer uh, thing. Um, I just talked to her a little while before we got on the call here, so we'll we'll see. I'm gonna have to support her in how to handle getting me at least into a um, a uh, conversation, at least into a meeting with them, you know. But I uh, want to let you know that. So, um, Is this the one that uh, did the video? No, different, different oh. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's a landmark grad. And one thing I love about it is that she um, – has done uh, both of Landmark's communication courses, which is really among the best communication courses I ever, I ever took or ever heard. Actually, among the best programs I ever been around. Period. And um, so for her to want to promote my program to her company is a, a real big. acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Oh, and Rebecca, by the way, just called me up this week. I don't know how you found time to talk to me <laughs> about, about doing um some work um doing a, doing a program down there in uh, Florida. Cool. In uh yeah. in, in March. So what I'm thinking is uh I just want to make this official. I I realize that I do have some some structures um to support somebody in like putting butts and seats in an event. So, um, you know, I don't know when we can talk about it, but I'd like to talk about it before Sunday's over, sometime between now and the end of the weekend, Tim, about uh, the activities and structures need to happen around. Right? Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, all right. I know. Um, got anything else? Yeah, one more thing. Um, we guys, we addressed it. Very well, I think two months ago we had some we had that napalm fire on the page, and it was so mm. fun how you guys how you put the okra thing in there um uh, I know we kind of yeah, we kind of briefly talked about it about a couple of sessions ago, but I was mm. thinking about um we kind of need a comic relief, or do you guys think we need something in that like uh like when, when things kind of go crazy? Or hmm. per se, kind of like, kind of reshaping the group. Like, hey, man, you guys like, like chill out of the negative stuff, you know. Um, yeah. I was thinking maybe I could do a shoot a video. I mentioned it to you earlier this week, Tony. If I did hmm. like a like a super T introduction, I don't know if anybody really knows that side hmm. of that character I have, but maybe I could do a video, man, and kind of kind of bark at people a little bit, but make it fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna work with that, and what I'll do, I'll throw it in the love team so we can all kind of see 
how it looks mm. and how it goes. Well, um, I wonder if we could find that um, thread. I'm going to look for it, know. see if I can find it. One of the things I recently was, discovered. I know, it was like 200 comments, man, 200 something. I, I think that's the biggest thread we ever had. Yeah. So um, there's a, a um, when I connected my Facebook page to the group, now I get uh, notifications in my inbox for all of the posts and comments in the posts from the group. I don't get it on my phone. I, I get it on my phone, but I can't access it too, very well from my phone. But I can access it from my laptop, my, my you know, my, my computer. Uh, so I'm going to look and see if I can find it. And I think that was, um, I think I was in Pennsylvania when it happened. So it must have been uh, either November or December. I think it was November. after October. November. But I'm going to look for it and see if I can find it. You know? yeah, I because what I'd like to do. What I like to do is analyze that that post, you know. Yeah. If I can analyze that post, that'd be awesome. We, I should say, analyze it, not just me, because I, I'll see whatever I see. But I know I'm not the only one that's going to be able to see it. So. All right. That's that's a good idea. We we you know we're going to learn those some of those techniques, and how to do that kind of stuff. Um through the program, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll work that out. So, all right. So this is session six of happily ever after. Happily ever after is a, this is, I'm giving us a reminder review real quick. It's a program designed to teach people how to make relationships about as simple as driving. You know, driving is simple. And we take it. We consider it so easy, but we can still mess up and die from driving. So it's, it's you got to take it seriously. You know what I mean? You need to be paying attention all the time. But you know the way you pay attention will make it. You could be driving until you like well into Alzheimer's. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so habitual and so uh, uh, simple, even though it's not always easy, right? So um, you know that being the case. Um, happily ever after is designed to teach people the main problem areas and what to do about it so that when you eliminate all the problem areas, all there is left to do is what we're going to talk about today. So the main problem areas, the five main problem areas is not knowing who you are. That's so bad that even if you, it's not even, it's not fully possible. It's not possible to understand the other four fully. Is that, is that ugly? Number two is because um, if you don't know who you are, you can't see who nobody else is, but you already know that. Number two is understanding gender differences, but not like understanding the opposite sex. It's like knowing how to work with the opposite sex. It's the actions that you take and the habits that you identify. And then um, inside of that is, you know, the, the core piece called the relationship in between because the relationships are three-dimensional. And so um, session three is about the emotional side of, of relationships and how to manage that. Um, when I say, you know, the, the, the core piece is that uh, the, uh, the, the, is me, the you, the space in between called the relationship. The relationship is two-dimensional, part baby, part business. 
So um, the part baby part is the emotions. That's the number three biggest problem is not managing emotions, which is worse than not knowing how to manage emotions because at least you try it. <laughs> but if you don't even bother, you don't even bother. That's a problem. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And most people don't even bother because they're just too busy. They're too busy being shocked by their own trigger to actually do anything about it. Right. Then number four problem is uh, breakdowns. And breakdowns is really the problem that makes the relationship look as complicated as they think it is because you have a breakdown, usually you're going to get emotional, which is going to make you speak a certain way. And if you don't understand gender differences, then you'll be thinking y'all talking about the same thing when you're not. You're talking about He's talking about uh, success, and she's talking about safety and security. You don't think you're talking about the same thing, right? And if you don't know who you are, now you got all five problems in there, and you wonder how come it's so complicated. You solve one problem, and it's still a problem, right? Because you didn't solve the other three problems. <laughs> so that's why breakdowns look so complicated and it makes relationships feel as complicated as it feels or seems. And then miscommunication. Um yeah, people say communication is the most important thing. No, it's the most important thing to do. It's the most important action. And, yeah, there's a lot of things you need to know about to be great as a communicator, but the number one thing you want to do in relationships is to um, communicate uh, agreements, make agreements, keep agreements. Um, and so that's that. And so once you understand those and you can recognize three problems happening at the same time and you can resolve and separate them and like that, and all there is to do is what we're going to talk about today. So um, in session six, there's no problems to talk about. There's only solutions. <laughs> solutions and what to do. So here we go. Um, so I start this off with a question. What is love? Ooh. So, yeah, what you, you know, what you say about that? What is love? Love is not an emotion. <laughs> okay. Um, gee, man, that's the first love. time I've heard that. That's the first time I've ever heard that, and I love it because it's accurate. Okay, keep going. Oh, uh, shoot, man, love, love cannot be tamed by any man. It's um, it what te- it's it's what teaches us. It mm-hmm. it's what will continually teach us until we're until we're gone, man. I can't mm-hmm. tell. Joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could tell a joke. Come on. Not that one. Ah, okay. Come. Oh, no, I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else? What else are you talking about? Huh? What is love? Yeah. All right. All right. The, the cannibals one. Yeah, you can tell that joke. The two cannibals giving each other a blowjob. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think it's a test of trust and love, don't you? Whoa. <laughs> trust and love, say it again. That's oh, the man. Trust and love, isn't it? Man. It certainly does. It certainly creates a, um, a vivid description, a vivid picture. Of... I know. A vivid Listen, picture. You know what? 
now oh, now you got uh, around. Remember that commercial that says, uh, what's today, huh? What's today? Come on. You know what today is, right? The camel's walking around saying, what's today? Yeah. Hump day. Okay. <laughs> no, no, today is humping day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All messed up. Craig, that's messed up, man. All right, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I can, I can, I don't know if I can unforget that one. <laughs> I know. That's, oh, that's too visual, man. That's too visual. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, in 2008, I created a blog. I forget what I call it. The love blog or something. And um, I looked up the word love. And I did it on dictionary.com before I refined their capacity to um, define things. And I looked up love. Guess the different definitions I saw. Hey, yes. Love it. Mm-hmm. Hey, yes. Give me a number. How many definitions of love? I don't yeah. know. 30,000. Oh. No, they wouldn't have to go away. 200. 76 different definitions of the word love. 76? That's a lot. You, you, you can't define something that's got 76 different definitions. It blew my mind. Right? So, one of the things that I learned about love is that, at least according to Thomas uh, Tinker, God deals on a wall. God was telling Neil that all principles and emotions together equals love. Everything about us is love. Everything about our existence is love, and then we experience different pieces of it. Oh, wow. Yes. I also heard, I don't know how true it is, but it sounds about right, that white, the color white, is the combination of all colors combined. When you combine all colors together, it turns white. It, it becomes white. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. Seems like it would be black, but, you know, what do I know? Black is probably just a shadow. I don't know, you know? But hmm. what I will say is that love is a principle. Like, it's a way of being, but it's like a vibratory principle. It's a vibratory space just like every other principle, like appreciation or humor or um, patience or trust. These are all principles or somebody might say standards or somebody else might say values that have been around before humanity ever showed up and will continue to exist long after we're gone because those are just how the universe seems to work. They're different. They're like the notes of a of the music scale, but as an expression of the creator, I'm going to assert. So I'm getting all fancy and, and stuff, but the best I can say at this point is that love is a principle, just like lots of other principles. Um, where um, like you feel like life is worth living, or most like life is worth living. So I'm not going to get into the emotional part of it, at least not yet, not at this part here. But I will say that um, a principle 
is uh, a source or fundamental cause or origin. That's the definition of love. I mean, of, of, of principle. And um, love is it's really all things all combined. I mean, that's how it looks to me when I look at love. So when people are being angry, you know, it's an expression of love as much as somebody being tolerant is an expression of love. Does that communicate? Yep. Right, cool. Yeah, and so romantic love is a different story, a little more specific. But, you know, when you love your kids, um, you know, you can love your kids as much as you love your wife. Right, Tim? Yep. In different ways, but completely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, anyhow, um, I still don't really know how to define the word in such a way that it's like, as complete as a lot of most of everything else you can define. So that's why I, I, I could talk about the experience. I could talk about where I heard it from. Most, But we don't really have a clear definition of it. But what I can say, though, is that love has some qualities to it. So, like, we could feel love. We could be loved. But um, I'm going to tell you that um, love, like other, like every other principle, has four qualities. So those four qualities is that number one, it always has and always will exist. They never running out of that. Hmm. And when it comes, and when it comes to love or any other principle, but love, it's always only love. It's not when we when we're dealing with something else. Love didn't go anywhere else. We just stopped paying attention to it. Third, love is everywhere all at the same time, all at once. Mm. And then, yeah, and I'll explain to you a little bit more about it in a couple of seconds. And then the last thing is anything can be turned into love, even hate. I actually looked at this and saw this. I created this article in 2008 called The Color Blue. But blue is my favorite color. I like blue. Hey, man, I like blue. All right, cool. <laughs> no wonder we like each other. We like the same color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I noticed about blue is that it's always been around and always will be blue. The sky is blue. Water is blue. You got blue all over the place, right? Yep. It's been there before we showed up. It's going to be there long after we exist. After the universe, after the, the solar system. I don't know about the universe. But after the solar system is gone, blue's still going to be here because blue's got to be on pretty much every planet. Um, or a lot of planets, I'll say that. Um, so it always has been and always will be. Then the second thing about blue is that it's always only blue. It's not red, but it could be light blue. Navy blue, electric blue, turquoise blue, you know what I mean? It could be those colors, but it's always it's blue. blue. Blue, right. Yeah. Not red. Third thing is that blue is everywhere. The sky somewhere on earth is always blue. The water somewhere on earth is always blue. And that's just that. 
And the fourth thing is, anything can be turned into blue. So, you know, you can have blue color. It used to be red. <laughs> you know, take off your red shirt, put on a blue shirt, right? Yeah. Anything can be turned into blue. And love is exactly the same way. So when people understand this, what happens is they'll be present to what I'm about to say, which is if you're not feeling love, it's because your focus is on something other than love. Wow. It's not because it's not because there's no love or love doesn't exist. Love always is, just like blue always is. Wow. So if you're not being loving, it's because you forgot to focus on the love. Hmm. So, so really dig this in. I was in a landmark program. I, I might have told you this before, but it really gives me this, what I'm about to say. Um, is, uh, I'm in the program, and um, I was a team leader, but we were uh, volunteering around this course, and I was the assistant to the leader of the person managing the course. And she was giving me such a hard time. She was such a Cinderella, I'm Cinderella mm-hmm. mofo. That I really wanted to like beat her up. I was so hurt, upset, angry, all of that, right? So the course leader in Landmark, if you acting kind of weird and wonky around the course, they'll get rid of you of you because they don't want that vibration in the course. I don't understand that, right? Right. So, so um, the course leader could see how upset I was. So she wrote, she sent the message to me from somebody else, and said, this letter, and they said to me, the letter said, Tony. Tell Tony, he's got 10 minutes to get off of his upset or he's going home. And I'm like, I cannot uh, get sent home. I cannot get sent home. Like, no, 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 right? Uh, so I go into the main office, and and then this woman walks into the main office, and she was a center manager. She was an office manager for the Toronto Center. And and the, 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 the quarter before, the three-month quarter before, they had an outstanding quarter. So when she came in, I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I forgot her name now, but, you know, great to see you. You know, I want to acknowledge you for having done such a great job up there in Toronto. Amazing, right? She says, oh, okay, thank you, thank you. What are you doing here? I said, um, I'm assisting around this course, and um, I'm, the, I'm the assistant course manager, but I'm also the team one leader. And uh, Ellen, that was the course leader's name, and they were good friends. Ellen um, told me I got 10 minutes to get off of it, and I only got six minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that thing. I only got six minutes left. Like, she came in the room that quick, right? So she laughed. We both laughed a little bit. And then she says, so but uh, so what are, you, what are you really committed to? And when she said that, I immediately stopped being upset because I was more committed to – the people in the course getting the course, the people in the program that I was in getting the program, I was responsible for everybody, and I could not be sent home. And I actually wanted the woman who was giving me a hard time to be successful. And so as soon as she asked that, I stopped being angry instantly because what was more important than being angry at her and being upset that she's giving me a hard time was that I'm the leader. I'm supposed to be taking care of everybody, and that's what was more important to me. I instantly was no longer upset. What I learned from that is 
when we really get committed, remember and realize and get connected to what we're really committed to, it's almost impossible, if if not completely impossible, to stay upset. Uh, yeah, and ever since then, I'd be like, okay, what am I really committed to? And I got to remember, and I know I'm committed to love, so it's easy for me to go back there, you know? Yeah. Dang. You know, I got plenty. I got plenty of tactics and strategies, but yeah, that's that's. You know, I can say, hey, I hate Oakland, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Everybody get along. Say it again. A lot of people need to hear that story, man. Like that's really good, dude. Mm-hmm. Kind of needed yeah. that like a month ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, you have my condolences. You got it now. <laughs> <laughs> So now, next question is, uh, how do you create love? Uh, I don't don't know. Okay, Becca, don't talk about camels, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) How do you create love? Shut up. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make blue. It's a primary color. Oh, uh, got it. <laughs> so, so what are you what are you really saying? Because I'm I was, I was asking about love, not blue. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about Willis? <laughs> what are you saying? Here's from wrenches in the mix. So say it again. I said, Mr. Monkey over here is throwing wrenches in the mix. Yeah, he 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 didn't ask permission to speak. What's up with that? Yo. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's okay. It's okay if we have a contrarian on the on the uh, the admin team. Um, I think I'm not sure, um, but yeah, go ahead, man. What you what you talking about, Willis? No, he, no, he's done. He walked out of the room. Um, <laughs> I, I I honestly I don't think that you necessarily can create love. Hmm. I think that it's something that you have to choose. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. That's actually the answer. Wow. There's no creating love. There's there's only recognizing love because love already exists. It's everywhere all at the same time. And I think that's what he was trying to say in his own little monkey wrench (laughs) way. (laughs) I got it. Yeah, that's that's actually a uh, setup question when I'm doing the program because I want people to realize that um, I want them to realize that maybe they didn't hear what I just said about all that other stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like when he was you know saying me? about blue, right? You can't create blue. You can't right. How do you create blue? Primary color. You can create, listen, you can create blue ink, blue paint, blue shoes, you can't create oh, blue. Other things that are blue. Right. Right. So, now, next question is, 
because if you remember what you committed to, you know, you can always have the life you really want, the highest version of your life you really want. So now the next question is, since, since you just got to stay present in blue, you got to be conscious of it. Well, not blue, love. I don't know. Same difference to me. Fine. I love blue. <laughs> um, how do you stay present to love no matter what? Okay, so <laughs> I have a story for this one. Hey, can't wait to hear it. Well, I'm writing. Okay, okay. now tell it. Um, Craig has this habit of. Let me back back up just a little bit. We have two totally opposing love languages. I think you guys already know this, but his is acts and uh, gifts. Right. My acts being his first and gifts being his second. Mine is um, physical touch, number one, and time, number two. <laughs> yeah. We well, don't y'all, meet the, y'all, y'all meet at number three. That's what y'all do. <laughs> We don't even come close. <laughs> so, and we and we recognize this. We know that we don't come close. Okay. So, as a matter of fact, we had a discussion about this earlier this evening. It was a hilarious discussion about this. Um, because we know it, we recognize it, we find it funny. Um, just because yes. we we are that kind of people. But yes. anyway, um, he. When he gets stressed out, which is often, mm. he isolates. And the way he isolates is by going to his little table, which you guys have seen pictures of, yes. and um, playing on, his, on the computer, playing his video games, <laughs> and talking on a cell phone, or you know, chatting in a group on a cell phone while he's playing his video games. Like, the, I do not exist. <laughs> He's in a, he's in his man cave. He just ain't got a door. Exactly. Door. Exactly. Right. Okay. Little corner of the living room, and I am in my be- bedroom on my bed. <laughs> now the door's open. He can see me. I can see him. Right. I have to lean forward a little bit to see him, but still, I could whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Now, um, I when I get fed up of sitting here hour after hour completely alone in my misery. (laughs) I'll go, honey, 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 until he goes, what? And then I'll go, hi. Over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so today he's at work <laughs> and he's installing I don't I think a shower is in this house. <laughs> and his helper is in downstairs on a ladder holding like the bottom of the drain while he's at the top. <laughs> and <laughs> His helper goes, looks up through the hole, and he goes, hey. 
Hey. Craig looks down. He goes, what? He goes, hi. Craig <laughs> lost it. Oh my God. <laughs> my old lady does that to me every night. Because <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So now you know it's like you, a- do, you know what you know what you can do to enhance it. What? Get about five. Get about five. Um. Uh, like um, teddy bear kind of toys, but they're bees, bumblebees. <laughs> and so, when he don't want to hear from you, you give him a, a bumblebee because you call him honey. Yeah. So you give him a bumblebee, and then he puts it somewhere, and you give him another bumblebee. And when you run out of bumblebees, you give him a jar of honey. <laughs> honey. What? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> give him some props so you don't got to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know he's surrounded with with honeys and bees. bees. I can probably do that. <laughs> I don't care if you tell him I told him or not. It's all right. So it's funny because I just I just got it this week that um, mature people when they're with somebody they're with their love of their life but their partner has some things that annoys them they make it funny. Yeah, I mean why, why? It, ain't, it ain't going nowhere. You might as well laugh at it. Right. I mean, why, like, for me, hmm. I I do not understand people that that get upset about farts and belches. I don't get it. I, why would you? I do not but, understand people that are upset about that. So, yeah, because you, you, when you stop farting and belching, that's because you're in the ground. Right. We're on the ceiling. Right. He said we're on the ceiling. So, like, enjoy your life together. Like, have some fun with each other. Like, yep. come on. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. We do. Yeah. I don't know. We're 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 nasty. We're old and nasty. <laughs> Y'all like it that way. I guess. <laughs> well, it's entertaining and fun. Like, and then yeah. you have something to laugh at. You have, you're creating memories you're going to laugh your ass off at later. <laughs> yeah. That's that fourth grade, mm-hmm. man. Fourth grade love. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I'm going to talk, talk more about that shortly. So, but um, let me go back to the question here. How do you stay present to love no matter what? Be remembering you. You keep remembering why you're in love. You know, remember yeah. being in love, man. Like that's the reason why you're in it anyway. Yep. Yep. Well, that's one. That's part of it. Definitely part of it. So I'll just say it. By choosing 
to be loving prior to starting your day or whatever you're about to do. That's how you can stay present in love no matter what. By choosing, I'm going to be loving today. I'm going to be loving because we can already go over here, so I'm going to be loving. Like, put yourself in that, consciously put yourself into that. So, there's four parts to this. One is recognizing what it is you're committed to, like I had said to you before, right? So, you got to remember, you got to recognize what you're committed to, and then you got to remember what you're committed to. So, you just said, you know, Tim, number two, which is, you know, you got to remember that you're you're loving, that you're in love, and, and, and love is important. Number three is to be present to the impact, not consciously choosing to be loving no matter what we'll have on relationships. So I'm just going to run it down what that is. Um, one, you don't know what's best for you because you don't know who you are. And, and so that's that. Then you can be controlled by others who know what they're committed to. That's how con artists are able to con people because they know they're, they're more clear about themselves than the other person is. Uh, so, next, um, become emotional. Let me see. Um, if you don't do this, um, you will become emotionally explosive and chase away the people in your life. Or you'll experience life as a victim with no power. Or you'll passively, aggressively manipulate the people in your life. Or you'll be unable to truly be happy or you'll be unable to keep mature, loving relationship partners in your life. You can't be a match for your highest aspirations for a relationship because of that. And then number four, if I know how you're going to react when things happen to you. So if you remember in emotion, in, uh, in session three, we talked about emotion. You got to be conscious of what triggers you. And, you know, Rebecca, you and Craig, y'all are, really great at that. You actually don't even mind kind of don't even mind being triggered because you kind of know later on, oh, no, I got triggered this way again, rather than what's wrong with you that you made me mad, right, being a victim, victim of your triggers, right? <laughs> so you guys know, you know, you know each other's triggers, and you also, because of that, know your own. And that helps to keep love present, even when you're triggered. Make sense? I guess we're just old enough we just know yeah, that it happens. Yep. Maturity. Love it. So now I'm going to talk but about you not recognize that? Sorry. Yeah. Yep. You can't see that? Um dum dum dum. <laughs> dum 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 dum. dum. Uh, It'd be like uh, what was uh, um, handyman, handyman. That was uh, one of the characters in uh, Living Color. Y'all remember that handyman? Uh oh, here comes trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one of my favorite characters on In Living Color. That's good. Anyhow, I was homie. Huh? Why was homie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> homie the clown. 
Smacking people with the doll in the head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another you know, one I liked about that show was um, when um, those guys used to try to talk intelligent, but they couldn't. They, they couldn't use words. Mm-hmm. Remember, I remember. Um, I think it was uh, uh, not Keenan Ivory. The other one, the other bro. Which one? Oh, Sean and Marlon. Huh? Sean and Marlon. No, not Sean and Marlon. No, the um, um, no, the last one. Of them. Well, him and or, him and Keenan was like the two, you know, key guys, right? Oh, David Allen Greer. No, 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 no. It was one of the one of the Wayans brothers. It was Anyhow, Mar- it was. Huh? Marlon Wayans. No, oh, Marlon was a uh, CJ. Now. Yeah, those guys was like playing with. Uh, anyhow, he was saying. I remember one time he was talking to Keenan. Um, and he said, "Man, he's a metamucil." You so many different words can keep up with one, but that one I remember. Instead of like a mental genius or intellectual, he's a metamucil. I'm like, where's the medicine at? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look that one up, man. That was so Are hilarious. you talking about Damon? Damon Wayne. Damon, yeah, Damon Wayne, right. Damon, yeah. Damon was talking to Keenan Ivory, and they were talking about, you know, using big words, but they they didn't they wasn't saying nothing. So Keenan said, uh, 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 Keenan said something, and it was like, and Damon was like, man, he's a man of music. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Okay, back, back to this. So the thing that we need to do you know, in a relationship, and we understand how to manage those five things, how to survive, how to, how to how not survive them, but how to, transform them, get out the way, all of that stuff. Once yeah. we get that, what there is to do is to know how to manage today and manage tomorrow. We need to take care of it today and make sure that tomorrow's going to be fine too. We got to do that. So human beings have the ability to think about yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So <laughs> in perspective, um, if a gorilla is in the woods and it sees, looks up at a tree and sees bananas, but sees that on a branch he really can't get, he will look around and he'll look to see how he can get up there. If he can't get up there, he will look for a branch so he can knock those bananas down and eat the bananas. You can see that, right? Yeah. But what a, what a, a gorilla would never do is be walking or jumping or whatever they're doing and see this awesome big-ass branch and pick up that branch and say, the next time I come around some bananas, I'm going to use this branch. Because it never sees the future. We're the only creatures on this planet that can predict the future. Well, to see the future, like visualize the future and, and live into it. Matter of fact, a lot of times our past is in our future, and so we think what happened in the past is going to happen again. So we're living like the past is already, the future's already been decided in the past and not even know that. True. Make sense? Yep. Yeah. Do I need to be more graphic? Because I could if I need, if I want to, but it's not necessary. You know, you got it. I got it. Okay. Right. Okay, great. Human beings have the ability to think about yesterday, today, and tomorrow. However, based on evidence, most of us don't know how to focus 
keep track of or manage all three. We can either worry about today and forget about tomorrow, worry about tomorrow and ignore much of today, or worse, stay mentally in the past to their detriment. So people like, uh, uh, what was that lady, Miss Gonzalez, Michelle Gonzalez? Oh, and, my word. And John, John Ross. Yeah. They already got their... They already got their future planned out because they're living in the past, and they keep putting their past in their future. Mm-hmm. Right, and so that's how we normally operate. But it's totally possible to be able to manage both today and tomorrow. When you look at businesses and sports, what you'll see is the most successful of them operate in both domains. So let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Um. Sports teams uh, focus on this game. They focus on this quarter. They focus on this possession, whether it's football, baseball, or basketball. And they focus on this quarter, this game. Because this game is going to help them become champions in a few months. So they play in this game. They also plan for the championship or trying to be as good as they possibly can be. Make sense? Yeah. Yep. Right. They're very clear about that. Today's game, this quarter, or the championship down the road. So, it's, it's, um, yeah, so romantic relationships need, in order to experience them at their best, needs to be taken care of in both domains. So, the four areas that need to be managed are the following. You got to take care of your needs. You got to take care of your partnership, which is inside of the relationship. You take care of your goals and take care of your legacy. So I'll start with the beginning with needs. Needs refers to making sure you have everything necessary to be happy, to enjoy the relationship, your life within the relationship, as well as your basic physical requirements such as but not limited to health and fitness, sex, attention, intimacy, finances, housekeeping, social life, self-expression, family, access to support for and acceptance of one's highest aspirations for their life and for the relationship. This is another list that's not limited to the imagination. However, if you don't know who you really are, this list won't be able to be complete, and you won't know you're not getting your needs met until breakdowns occur, and you find yourself surprised or shocked. You didn't get what you want, what you need, followed by a likely emotional outburst, whether you withheld the outburst or just did it to yourself, or you vomit um, on your partner and the relationship. Not doing this step, it's like failing to put gas in a car even though you're planning on driving cross-country or having unprotected sex, catching something bad, and being surprised by it, and getting upset with the person you had sex with, and being either a victim or an, or an abuser or a justifier. When you don't know who you are, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> in addition, in addition, if you don't know who you really are, you won't be able to successfully handle step two. This is critical. Partnership. 
Partnership can best be explained by distinguishing between three different states of relatedness. Dependence, independence, interdependence. Oh, my God. Dependence is in relationships where one party needs to be taken care of in some way and cannot or does not contribute directly to the party they're depending on. That can look like being a victim, being unable to perform because of a lack of skill, knowledge, awareness, et cetera, or the parent-child relationship. Though there may be a relationship, um, though there may be a relationship, um, there's no playing together. And if there's either no desire to play together or awareness of the value of playing together, the opportunities of playing together never come to fruition. And sometimes, you're depending on your partner, but you got to recognize that. The next one is independence. Independence is operating from a fundamental viewpoint that one can operate on their own and usually but not always won't allow others to play with them, won't invite others to play with them, and eventually ends up creating a self-fulfilling prophecy of being alone even while amongst a crowd. When it comes to relationships, being independent is a strategy and a tool, not a way of life. Let me say that again. When it comes to relationships, being independent is a strategy and a tool, not a way of life. There are times when being independent works best, but only inside of the context of the next state of relatedness, which is interdependence. This is the state where people are able to independently work together, which may sound like an oxymoron, but when you think about it, it's like dancing. You can dance by yourself, but it's way more fun to dance with a partner. In a dancing partnership, you dance, uh, you dance in ways that work for both of you and your partner without either of you telling the other what to do, how to do it, why, etc. And each experiences the best of being dependent, independent, and interdependent because interdependence is experienced as all three when perfected. This means everyone does their part, everyone knows what parts they're responsible for, and everyone has a chance to win. Um, Any comments? No, I'm just soaking that in, man. Okay. Craig's over here stinking up the room. (laughs) Again? I think he's passing, guys. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so being able to (laughs) being able to have the relationship be flowing fun you know sometimes you got to count on each other sometimes you don't need each other and sometimes it's best to play with each other and um when you practice this and you learn how to do this, then all of a sudden there's so much more you can create, so much more you can produce, and so much more you can experience when you really get the power and the skill set for um, being able to effectively interact with each other. So basically what you the know, problem is people are looking for a dance partner, but they don't know how to dance yet. Yeah. It's even worse than that. 
people don't know that they're looking for a dance partner, so they don't wonder what the hell we're supposed to be doing together. Wow. Or maybe they got a clue about what kind of relationship they want, but they're doing salsa while the other one's trying to do the book. Oh, man. Or one person feels like dancing, the other one don't. And then by the time the one that don't feel like dancing feels like dancing, the other one don't. (laughs) And they forgot to to communicate in ways that uh, allows them to make agreements and keep them because they don't know who's in charge of what and when. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that clear? Y'all got that? (laughs) All right. It's very simple. This is, it's, you got to be taught it, but once you're taught it, it's very simple. You know what I mean? Yeah, we make it so complicated when it really shouldn't be. Right. So, the next one. Goals. This is the third and the fourth thing, right? There's needs, partnership. Now we're talking about goals. When designed and recognized for what they are, Goals are really great games to play. This is why you need to identify what your highest aspirations for a relationship is and what your highest aspirations for your life is. You also need your partner to know this about themselves. When you and your partner know those two things, you'll naturally create goals that make you both happy make you want to be around each other for much more than just sex and romance. Fulfill your own, your partner's, and the relationship's needs and enhance your relationship because all the success you'll experience, because of all the success you'll experience as a result of playing together. In addition, you'll experience an extreme level of trust, personal growth, Admiration that has nothing to do with relationship will obviously add to that as well. And most of all, turn your partner into your best friend. Someone you'll be willing to even give your life for because you'll know that if they're no longer with you, life won't be worth living anyway. Creating and fulfilling goals with your partner will put stars in your eyes when it comes to your partner. Creating and fulfilling goals with your partner will make you grow as a human being. Creating and fulfilling goals with your partner will keep the love alive in your relationship, even beyond your life. Hmm. See, people will remember your life. They'll remember your relationship. Hmm. And so even when you ain't there, it'll still be alive. And then the last part is legacy. Legacy is a combination of setting goals and the memories that result from going for them, regardless of whether you actually reach your goals or not. However, when you think about it, life isn't really a destination. It's the journey that counts. Your legacy is the journey you and your partner co-create. This is why legacy is so important. You're already creating a legacy whether you know it or not. A person's legacy could be likened to a combination of your brand and your biography. 
It's the story of the you you created. Legacy, when it comes to relationships, is the only aspect of managing today and tomorrow that lives in two day, two two domains, the past and the present. It's not the present and the future, but it lives in the past and the future because they're creating new legacies for the future. But once we complete it, it's now in the past. Make sense? The aspect that's the past provides nourishment for all three aspects of the relationship, you, your partner, and the space in between, and guides them in the creation of future goals and experiences. When all is said and done, this section, more than all the others before, is the reason to be in a relationship. Understanding how to manage today and tomorrow leads to exquisite happiness the type of happiness that makes you want to cry when you stop and think about it because it makes you so happy. To make sure everything you and your partner needs is in place and available, to work and play together in the most important games you could ever imagine. You could ever imagine playing as if both your life depended on it and as if you were dancing the perfect dance together at the same time. (laughs) The set goals that make your drawer drop, especially after achieving them, and to look back at all your achievements, bask in and celebrate those achievements while acknowledging each other for your parts in the achievements, and then, best of all, go out and do it again and again and again with your favorite person doing your favorite things. Mm. That is what it looks like. That is what it feels like. That is the reality of happily ever after. You make sure that your life and the life of your partner is working, is settled, and complete in the areas of needs and workability. You learn, practice, and perfect how to work together to make things happen that brings you joy. You create, go for, and achieve goals that light you both up. Then you celebrate, honor, and experience the joy of achievement. That's why people want to be in a great relationship, whether they have the language to say it this way or not. So I'm going to end this whole program uh, with this quote from Neil Donald Walsh, the author of Conversation with God. The purpose of humanity is to decide and declare, express and experience the next grandest version of the greatest vision ever we held about who we are. And so I invite you to take this a step further. The purpose of relationship is to decide and declare, express and experience the next grandest version of the greatest vision ever we held about love. Because in reality, there's nothing more important than loving. That's the program. Right on my end, man. Say it again. That's what's up, man. Standing ovation. Got it. Oh, got her. I got to tell you, sometimes when I deliver that last piece, I I cry. I've cried about 40% of my programs when I got to that point. Yeah. Because I'm so present to what that's like. Living it, man. From having been blessed to be in a relationship like that. You're there already. Yeah. And 
it really, if I was going to really tell somebody about how to make relationships work, if I didn't have to talk about the first five sessions, I would just talk about the it would take like 10 minutes to explain how relations really work. This last piece, that's the whole thing. Now, you got to understand where you're at. And you got to understand what could go wrong. And then you got to be able to deal with what could go wrong. But other than that, what I just got finished describing. Making your knees met, met. You set up goals. After well, you create a partnership. You master in the art of partnership. You create goals, and then you experience your legacy. That's it. Dang. A lot of people need to know about this, man. Because I know. I know. I totally get it, and that's why I do this. And. um, I'll come down and do that down there in Florida. This very thing right here. Yeah. All right. Becca, anything you got? Oh, that was good. All right. So, um, besides saying, you know, this is, uh, everybody needs to hear this. Any other feedback? Not on my end. I'm right here just like. You got the floor, Rebecca. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. if you got nothing to say, then, you know, you got nothing to say, but. Nah, I'm sitting there reflecting on my own relationship, man. And mm-hmm. it's, even with it, it's a good reminder, too, man. Like, hey, man, this is what's really important. You know, like, yep. you think about a legacy, man, like you're really creating a legacy, man. Yeah, you, you, you already you are, whether you know it or not. Yep. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. You'll be really finding things you guys like to do together and building yep. on that, using that, you know, to build your, fort- your fortress, the fortress of your yep. love, man. That's why, that's why I say that um, this program is designed to help people get into the relationship of their dreams with the partner of their dreams so that all they're doing is their favorite things with their favorite person in their favorite places until death do the fight. Yeah, for the rest happy. of their life. And be happy. Yeah, because that last piece, managing today and tomorrow, that's all people really want to do. They don't know that that's how simple relationships are. And then you just got to identify what it is that you really want to do and find somebody that wants to be doing the same thing so you experiencing your own version of fourth grade love or whatever, you know? Fourth grade love, mature love, whatever kind of love is most important to you, find somebody that wants the same kind of love and then work together. Like, there's somebody out there who does. There's like, what, seven billion people on earth? Yep. (laughs) Indeed. But the problem is it takes people so long to figure out who they are. Yeah. Yep. Problem That's number a major one. problem. Yeah. Number one, number one problem. They don't, know, they don't even know that they don't know who they are. That's why it's uh-huh. such a big problem. Yeah. They don't even know. What you talking about, Willis? You know? 
Damn it. So. All right, well, um, this is complete. Next program is going to be communication for relationships slash um, partnership on uh, uh, relationships slash. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So. I'm uh, declaring this uh, session complete. Um, Tim, uh, what time do you say it works for you, man, to do a, a session for now? Man, I love Saturday. Uh, okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me, let me end this recording here. We ain't got nothing. Hold on. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.